Black Out Loud Media Group. Welcome back to another episode of the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast, the place where poetry meets conversation. I'm your host, Terrence P. Elmore. And before we get into today's topic, make sure you hit that plus sign so you don't miss an episode. Also, please subscribe to my blog, thebrownsugarcafe.blog. And if you find any value in this episode or any other episodes, make sure you leave a heartfelt review. So with that being said, let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody. I hope that everybody is doing well. Today, we have a special guest. We have Lakeisha Mosley. Uh, Lakeisha, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being my guest. Before we get started, just uh, introduce yourself to my, my audience. Absolutely. Well, I'm, my name is Lakeisha Mosley. I am an Army and Air Force veteran, and I'm a coach as well, an identity and self-awareness coach. And I have a mission to definitely begin to understand, to understand everyone's um, paths and everyone, what they're doing and tell them that it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you landed. God has a great um, gift and talent within you. You need to share with the world. So that's my mission to make sure that everyone has a voice and for them to speak it proudly and move forward, no matter if um, challenges have arised within them. So that is truly my goal. And I'm so excited about that. Did you get started with that that mission? What was the the I guess I don't want to say turning point, but what was the point that kind of kicked everything off? Yes, that's a great question. The turning point was um, the fact that you know after I um, transitioned out of the military, I began to um, feel not very good. I wasn't able to walk. I wasn't able to move around and that was a problem. And I didn't understand what was happening with my body, my limbs, but I was cooking one day, um, just getting ready, you know, just what I do normally. And I fell out, I fell out. I literally had to be wheeled to the hospital and pretty much I was just, you know, not mobile. So they noticed that I was diagnosed with a, illness that I will not recover and I will be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. That was a problem for me. And I realized that I needed to figure out something to do, what to do, what's going to happen to me when you lose all of you know, your mo- your mo- movement within everything that's happened with you. When I used to run and I used to love to run and I couldn't do that anymore, I literally was the anxiety was coming over me. I yeah. was depressed. I literally just didn't know what to do because that's all I knew to do. And when I began to understand that I had to do something different, I really had to really get within myself and really began to ask God, what can I do? So that was a problem for me because at first I didn't know what to do. That I began to journal and write. And then when I began to journal and write, I realized that I enjoyed to journal and write and I began to just speak my truth and speak um, everything that was happening with me and realize others were dealing with the same thing. And when I understood others were dealing with the same thing, I began to understand that my voice meant to be heard. And when understanding that my voice meant to be heard, it really started my journey as a podcaster. I'm I'm speechless that I I didn't expect that to be the the answer. Um, You know, I've, I've heard you speak you know, many of times and I don't think I've actually heard that that portion of your story. But I think that a lot of times we go through things 
and they seem very difficult they seem very painful but it's always there for us to learn something and so that we can teach other people and so that we can help other people i think that going through pain or different type of emotions that we may not actually celebrate like sadness or something like that i think there's always something in there that we're supposed to take and help other people when they get to those situations and also help people prevent them from getting to those situations i know a lot of times people like to say you know experience is the best teacher but sometimes somebody else's experience could be a better teacher if we're just open to receiving and, and actually paying attention so i really thank you for being able to use your voice and show others that they have a voice i know well for those of my listeners probably don't know you were in two branches of the military how did that come about yes i i am asked that a lot so this is a great question um i started out with the army i was an army first and which i truly loved the army and beginning that journey with the army you know you're pretty much you have bases so my base in michigan um, pretty much was a great base. And when I realized that some, some changes were happening, so they would come to us and say, listen, you know, we're gonna have some changes that's gonna happen. The army is here and supporting on the base. But mind you, this is an air force base. It's an air guard base. So I knew that, but I never really thought about that that would be an issue. They said, well, the army um, pretty much said that they were not gonna renew their lease. And so they pretty much was renting the space. Okay. Yes. And in that, you know, renting the space and, you know, they have to make a decision what they're going to do. They said, OK, that's no problem. We're actually transitioning to Florida. So we were just letting everyone know, listen, come down to Florida with us. You know, you have a choice. You can do that or you can change branches. So the Air Force was there, of course, the Air Guard. So an opportunity to make that choice. So the only thing is for me. I would have to root up my entire family in order to go to Florida. I'm used to doing that, being in the military, we can mail wherever we're at. But only thing is my children were so young that my oldest was so used to, he's a military brat, he was so used to traveling. But the problem was it was just too much of family to really juggle. You know, honestly, I would have to literally everyone have to be in agreement on that. And it would be so much more to do that. So it was easier for me to transition. So that's when I transitioned over to the air guard and that I just had to commute to my base because my base was not totally there because I would have to start all over again. It's just what it is. So I, you know, I had to make that agreement as well, too, as if I did not join the first time. So pretty much I had to do everything all over again. The same branch wow. of service, the same um, title, but a different branch, if that makes sense. So yeah, I had to retrain myself all over again. Wow. What was that experience like? Well, that was, um, it was very different. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, the Army does things different than the Air Force. You know, most people, right, if right. They, you know, if you join one branch, you're used to that way of doing things. You're used to running that certain way. You're used to the genre to be a certain way. Um, you're real comfortable with that. So the Army, I was used to that. But the Air Force was different. So the flights, dealing with flights and different things of that nature, I wasn't accustomed with doing that on a day-to-day -day basis. So I had to learn that way of doing things. Also, I had to learn um, a different way to um, really greet officers because everything was still the same, but the different way they greet each other in the Air Force was a little different. I will say this, um, gosh, my Air Force family, I love you. But definitely, 
But in the Army, you know, we would say certain things, you know, it'd be comfortable. Certain things in the Air Force was a little bit more comfortable than them to what they would do. They will nah, greet okay. everyone a little bit differently. And it was professional, but at the same time, it was just different for an Army person that we, you know, be greedy as. And um, everyone would, you know, sometimes they would say, you know, they would talk to us a little different. You know, we'll say, yes, greeting you. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And some people, they would start off with their first name first. And I was not used to that, you know, officers, you know, say, hey, this is Bob. This is, this is Jan. And it's, it's like, okay, so yes, sir, ma'am. You know that because you right, yeah, had yeah. used to, <laughs> you know. So they were professional, mind you. Everyone was doing was yeah. respectful, but at the same time, it was just a different way of doing things. So uh, for me to get used to that at first was definitely. Uh, I'm not in Kansas anymore, kind of like the situation, but <laughs> but it was cool. It was just different. It took me a minute to get to Camille to the Air Force way. So, but it was, it was, it was nice. It was nice, but it was different. A lot of times, you know, most people don't understand. You have to commit to a different way of doing things, but yeah, that way was different for me. Yeah. Okay. So you have a, a very unique perspective, I guess, when it comes to actually dealing with veterans, because you've been in two different branches. How did the Veterans Club um, podcast, what was the first episode like? What was that moment that it was birthed in? Why did you feel it was important to um, start this? I know that was a loaded question, but. <laughs> no, absolutely. I understand what you're saying. Um, one thing about the Veterans Club was really nice because we always had a topic and we were talking about pretty much like not only just veterans homelessness, but we we're talking about different issues. We we're talking about, you know, uh, veterans who are deported. Like that was new to me. We were talking about the different anxieties, you know, on different levels. We we're talking about you know, veterans, uh, PTSD and still dealing with it today, you know, and most people think it ends when you come out the military, you know, it actually travels on to wherever you're at until you actually get the support. So then also the great thing about it, we would have specialists, we would have people who are specialists in those different areas and they would actually talk about those lanes and really help us with, you know, certain things. I would be jotting out, you know, things that's what they're talking at the same time, if I'm interviewing them, but at the same time, we're getting raw information, just how to really begin to receive clarity and receive more information on how to live a better life. So it's just so much that you learn. And honestly, you'll have veterans will come in and they will just actually put in their questions in, um, in the midst of the interview. And they'll just relate to a lot, you know, from their way of, of understanding, you know, the topic at hand. So it was always great for that. We always have a process. we we'll always have a definite process. So at the same time, we'll know what to move forward in within our segments. So it'll be really nice. You brought up something that I recently learned about was um, veterans being deported. Yes. That's something yeah. that I recently learned about. So could you kind of explain that to my listeners? Absolutely. So thank you for asking that question. Honestly, I, I, it was really new to me and a lot of my um, fellow comrades that veterans were being deported. Mind you, you're a veteran that served the United States Army with me. You know, we're soldiers together. Listen, right. one fight, one, one team. However, I did understand that citizenship would need to be um, granted to veterans that I thought that initially happened because most um, of our, you know, soldiers, they're told that initially at the beginning, yes, you'll get your citizenship papers. 
everything and to just go through the process with us. That was what was guaranteed. So that's what we knew. Only thing is, we didn't understand that there were big, a lot of hiccups with that. So a lot of my friends that I know were, that were on our um, podcast episodes, they said, well, I was told that very same thing, but mind you, with the deployments that we would have, you know, it would push back my date that I was supposed to be um, sworn uh, in as yeah. far as being a citizen. So mind you, the, the mission is always put first. So a lot of, of times course, you're yeah. told that, hey, just wait for a minute. Oh no, wait about this, wait this minute. And a lot of times that happens. So when that happens more and more time over and over again, unfortunately, sometimes you won't receive your citizenship in time. And then because you'll come out, whatever situation, illnesses, or just, you know, the transition of where you're at, you'll come back. You pretty much finish your time. You will not get your citizenship. So therefore, because you don't have your papers, you know, you still have a green card, right? Yeah. You will get deported because you don't have the paperwork that says that you were um, a legal citizen. So unfortunately, they will be in the um, the legal ram right there and they won't get the support because they won't be covered. And a lot of times, a lot of the soldiers, unfortunately, will be in that process. Yeah. That is so interesting because, like I said, I didn't learn about this until recently, and I was just like, I, I didn't know that happens. That's just, it's it's a lot of different things that go on with veterans that the average person doesn't really understand or know. I'm fortunate to be in spaces where veterans are having conversations. Um, I've even joined your uh, Veterans Club podcast on um, LinkedIn, and it was some stuff I learned in there. But it's always disheartening to me when I think about veterans and how they're treated in some places um some va hospitals i don't know about all of them but where i live you know it always have a bad name it's just always stuff and i'm just thinking like these people sacrificed a lot for our freedoms and they're not being treated fairly i always think about um rambo the first time i saw it i was too young to really understand what was going on but when i saw it as an adult i was like wow like this man just wanted something to eat and here he fought for our country and he was just treated like he was nothing. And that's the type of stuff that goes on. One of the things that really hit home with me, I had just got out of college and I went to a dissertation. It was about veterans and mental health care and things like that. And one of the things in the dissertation was that there was a, a veteran that he needed some help. And I heard like the process for him to get mental help and things like that was very difficult in these long classes or whatever but he would wake up in the middle of the night and assemble his rifle and just be standing in the living room and not remember it the next day and his girlfriend at the time you know she would be kind of scared and terrified but I mean stuff like that you hear stories like that is just like I don't know I just it leaves me at a loss for words because I think that more should be done and like more kindness should be shown towards veterans because look at what these people go through and look at what these people some people have sacrificed just so we can have simple freedoms and i just always think about that especially when i see homeless veterans because they're some where i live and you can sometimes tell who they are because they have the hat on and even speaking with some people you have some that actually choose to be homeless i remember when i first learned that that was you know a shocker to me because, you know, growing up, we always think that someone's homeless, something happened beyond their control. 
but there are times where people actually choose to be in these situations so with that being said how would you say or what resources have you seen that are out there and like i know this is a time that we spotlight veterans but i want us to actually see veterans every day and think about what we can do to help them so what kind of advice you would give to somebody who maybe see a veteran in need like what type of resources or anything like that yes there are a few resources that are out there you know depending on the the issues that veterans may um personally need right now so let's just say as far as you know for our deported veterans there are um, organizations out there that are out there to support you if you're um, an issue with as far as you're supposed to be a citizen. There are lawyers out there now that are able to help you to actually for you to go through that process to get citizenship. Also, there are, there are places out there for you to get um, support as far as um, living arrangements as well, too. You know, there are funding. There's funding out there for you to eat, for you to sleep. For you to actually get the education that you need in order for you to actually get you know a better a place to stay you know a better place you know as far as work you know if you want a business and things of that nature depending on where you want to go so it is a loaded question but the same as a reasonable question that needs to be answered because a lot of veterans they don't know what to do they don't realize that they right. have that support out there so a lot of times just the veterans club podcast for example that's a resource for a lot of veterans to come and actually come and get the, the connections that they can get today. And as far as getting resources in their state, because a lot of times people may say, hey, nobody's out here that I can connect with. I'm not in the military anymore. No, you're always in the military. But at the same time, you just need some transitional assistance in order for you to continue on moving forward where you're located. So a lot of times they can start there. They can actually go to the organization called the Veterans Club and they can go to the organizations for uh, veterans as well too for them to get support. So mind you, if you're looking for citizenship, if you're looking to um, actually get connections as far as getting those things that you were supposed to get there, there are areas where you can get that when you connect with um, those different places as far as getting there. So if you're looking for citizenship, there's things out there for you to get in your location where you're um, residing at, you can get support there. So it's like you can start like we're here, just conversations with this, just getting those little information nuggets for you to move forward when it comes to places to stay, when it comes to housing, when it comes to support there, there are areas there that they can start off and get getting the support they need. Oh, that is great. That is great. And as you were talking, I just thought about they have uh, veteran advocates uh, at the VA. And I remember a disturbing video I saw with um, one of the advocates had short patience with the veteran. And I'm like, you're the advocate. <laughs> you're supposed to be advocating for him. Yes. And I think he was upset because he knocked on his door too many times or something like that. And I think when you work with veterans, uh, elderly people, children, you have to have a certain level of patience. You have to have a certain level of understanding, a certain level of compassion. If you're having a bad day, you just need to stay home. You need to call out, let somebody else come in there and help these people because something as simple as somebody knocking on the door too many times got this man upset and now he's facing charges. I don't know what happened after that. He probably face jail time because it was on film but I'm like sir you're you're supposed to be advocating for him and he needed to ask you a question he knocked on the door 
quote unquote too many times and you just let off on him so i just think that when you deal with veterans and you know like i said anybody else i mean just in general if you're dealing with somebody in, in the public you got to have some sort of compassion you have to have some sort of caring and we're all not going to be perfect we're all not going to be happy every day and if you can't put on a smile and you call out let somebody else handle it because these people these veterans have seen a lot um one of my uncles he doesn't talk about it but he was in the vietnam war and you know he just says that he just thanks god for keeping him because he saw a lot of stuff and if it wasn't for god he said he doesn't know where his mind would be right now and that's saying a lot and so i just i just want everybody to try to have some compassion because i've even heard some people say well they made the choice to join i'm like at the same time they didn't make the choice to have these these emotional and mental things happen to them when they come back because you look at somebody who lived in an environment when they were deported where everywhere they turn is a danger zone i remember one time uh, one of my friends came back and um we were out and a balloon popped in the background and she just freaked out almost went under the table because she said wherever she was stationed it was like constant danger anytime they were out they had to keep moving i mean they couldn't slow down for if anybody walked out they couldn't slow down so imagine living in that type of environment for a while and then coming back over here and expected to be calm and like everything is so we have to have patience i think with veterans and people and sometimes just like with anybody else it just takes us being there to listen and just have a heart of compassion because like i said these people have seen a lot have gone through a lot not everybody but there have some people are some people who've seen some some pretty horrific things and had to live like that for a long time and that's a lot to ask somebody to come back and just turn it off just like that so i appreciate what you're doing how you're providing this platform and these resources to help people you know it, it was just amazing when you said what you said you know um, definitely a lot of um, the veterans that are on the podcast, they talk about the very same thing that you said, you know, mental illnesses, you know, and a lot of them were discharged because of that and because wow. they weren't fit to continue to serve. They were great people, but they just weren't fit to continue to serve in the capacity that they was in for. So they they are they're transparent. They're authentic. They tell their stories and they say those right. very things because there's so many veterans that are feeling like, OK, I can't do this anymore. I'm not good enough. I'm broken. I'm too broken. I can't talk about it. No, we need you to talk about it. You need to tell your story. And those mental health um, issues, they come up. So those people need resources as well, too. I'm a mental health advocate for a reason, because I understand just what those issues are. And we talk about those issues. So those if those uh, resources are available as well and those opportunities for people to begin to tell their story are always welcomed on that stage so so they can actually be free and they can get healed and other people can be healed too because so many people feel the same way so i just wanted to say that that is so important for each and every veteran if you're out there if you feel that you cannot move forward you just can't function we understand a lot of veterans are feeling that way and i promise you a lot of us relate more than you know so it's important for you to understand that you need to speak up you need to speak your truth and definitely reach out to someone if somebody out there that's reaching out to said hey i just want to see how you're doing what's going on with you they're out there they're out there receive that phone call understand that it's all in love they understand ptsd we understand you get triggered 
triggers happen. It's okay. Just understand that you do have help. Always understand to answer the phone calls, receive the help, and it's going to move forward ahead great in your in your favor. Oh, that's really, really good advice. I, I really appreciate this conversation because, I, like I said in the, in the pre-show, I just, I just felt the need to have this conversation. I don't know why. It was just pressing on me. And I was like, Veterans Day is coming up. I got to have Keisha on to talk about this. This has got to be the topic. I wanted to talk about your books and other things, but I wanted to start here first because I just felt it was so important because you have a myriad of other things going on as well. Um, you're an author, um, I guess you would say radio DJ host slash. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and then you were a uh, life and self-awareness coach as well. Yes. So um, let's start there. Um, tell us a little bit about your uh, life and self-awareness coaching. Yeah, so my coaching as a life and self-awareness coach is really amazing. I began to um, just really discuss those issues, you know, as far as those unseen and unspoken issues of life for you to be able to um, heal from it and for you to move forward ahead. So we have those conversations. It's called um, a lot of clarity calls that I have and a lot of um, calls on I'm talking about your purpose moving forward ahead. So I talk about those type of things. A lot of times, most people just need direction and they just need clarity as far as how to move forward. So we have conversations about that. Um, definitely in my clarity calls and my conversations that really talk to them about what do you want to do? What do you want to move forward into? Do you Whatever your dreams you have, those dreams are needed. So with those dreams, what do you plan on doing? Do you need a strategy? Do you need need some uh, movement and how to move forward? So we have a, um, a strategic call, you know, strategy call for you to begin to gain clarity and for you to take a lot of your dreams and a lot of things you have and put them on paper and actually build a, a business concept. And we began to talk about how to uh, really transition everything that you have within your head out on paper and for it to serve the needs for people out in the world. So we talk about those things. And I really love doing that because so many people really receive um, insight and clarity and understanding that, wow, that is a dream of mine that really can actually unload some greatness out in the marketplace. So we have those conversations as well. So I truly enjoy being a life and self-awareness coach because, you know, just giving people more ammunition for them to move uh, forward yeah. in their purpose. And how did you get started with that? Yes, I started with that, you know, many years ago, um, pretty much just really talking um, pretty much within myself, just as being a writer, you know, being um, just an author and beginning to um, just really talking to myself as far as um, some of these things that's going on within my head, I just began to put it on paper. And I began to really um, dissect why I am supposed to do what I need to do in the world. I said, what is my why? Why do I want to do certain things? So I began to just write um, how to do those. And I began to talk to God. I am a Christian. And I began to really just talk to my creator as far as what do I need to do as far as these things in my head. So I just began to journal and just began to write. And then it began to unload and put them all together into a book. And that's began my first book, you know, one of it was how to get unstuck first before I wrote the last book, how to get unstuck and fuse the purpose. So I began to unload and really um, understand myself even more and more in that. And then I began to write free yourself. 
to free yourself and begin to understand why do I need to be free and how um, just a little bit of my um, testimonies in that particular book. So I've been to unload on that. So it's been great. It's going to be very great for me. Yeah, it's something about writing that just yes. allows a freedom. And, you know, as you're writing, um, I know about <laughs> with me as you're writing it, it, the picture becomes more clear that you're not writing for yourself. It, it's for you, but you're actually writing for, for someone else. And I just always feel like it's robbery not to share these gifts with people because, yeah, we're writing these things or whatever, but God is the source. He gives us the stuff, downloads it into us so we can give to other people. When I decided to write my book, that first book, I I just I felt there was a need like that was the drive behind it. And it's just always interesting when I talk to somebody about it. it they say the same thing it's just like writing is like I, I need to get that out there because this can help somebody and even though um, my book was first book was just you know love poems it I was shocked by the response I'll just say that I was very shocked because I just I just knew I had to get it out there I knew I had to do my part you know to try to like I said I'm trying to spread love in a world that seems to be full of hate but the reception I got I was like wow people really needed to hear this and if I didn't do it, you know, eventually it'll get done, of course. But why not be the person to do it? If, if God is laying it on your heart to do it, why not be the person to do it? So I, I really commend you for doing that and writing and sharing and understanding that this is for you, but it's for everybody else as well. So I really appreciate that. I, I just <laughs> it's funny about that writing, man. I mean, once you get into it, even if you don't, I always tell people, even if you don't know what to write, just just start writing. Even if it's journaling, you'd be surprised at what comes out as long as you just sit down. Because the hardest part, I think, about writing is starting. We hesitate to write. We find all the excuses in the world. You know, I don't really have time or, you know, I can't really sit down. But you have a notes app on your phone. Nowadays, you don't even really have to write. You can just make a voice memo and have it just transcribed. So there's no excuse. There's no excuse. You can do that in the car on the way home from work or on the way to work. So it's really no excuse. So I just challenge everybody to get out there and write. However you do it, just get it out because it's going to help somebody. And look at what you did. You use your experiences, your journaling and you turn it into multiple books that are helping people. Yes, yes. And, you know, when you say that, that is so amazing. You know, a lot of times it's very true. You just begin to write and then it just keeps things on and on and on. And you never know what's going to happen. It's like, okay, so, Lord, what do I do with all this writing? Mm -hmm. What What is going to evolve into this? I don't know what it's going to do. And then next thing you know, I get an opportunity to speak about my book. And then the next thing you know, an opportunity for me to be up a live podcast. And the next thing you know, um, I get connected with even more people that that feels the same way I feel. And then other people are actually resonate with that first book. And then it unloads like that. So then I realized I don't ask why anymore. God, why do why does this happen? I, and I began to see what's happening. God is like, I did all this for a reason for you, for you to trust yourself because this is your mission. This is your calling. And it's going to involve so many other people that's going to connect with you, that's going to support. And I'm so glad that you said yes, because in your yes, 
other people are able to resonate with it. And if mm -hmm. you're going to build even more and more your purpose moving forward. And now I look back and I say, wow, I could not imagine life without this. And I'm so glad that I said yes in this journey. So, yes. One of the things that um, stuck out to me about writing, I heard this a long time ago. Dr. Miles Monroe said that you don't have to be a scholar and use all these big words. He was like, just get it out. He was like, you can pay somebody to get the, <laughs> get the yes. grammar stuff right. Just get it out. And so that's what I always tell people. Just, yes. just get it out. Just don't worry about it. Just get it out because you have to get these thoughts out. You have to. And you can fool yourself. I did this for a while. You can fool yourself that in your head is just fine. I don't know if you heard this story before, but how I started writing my first book, um, <laughs> my wife and I were just friends at the time and I stopped writing poetry for whatever odd reason. I stopped writing it out. I just had it in my head. And so uh, one day I told her about it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I got these poems. And then she asked me, she was like, when the last time you wrote a poem? I was like, I got one in my head I'm working on. And she was like, that's a good place for it. And I was like, oh. Yeah. So I felt challenged. <laughs> and so I finished the poem that day. And after I did that, I got back into that groove and I mm -hmm. wanted more. I wanted to add more to it. And I was just going to do like a couple more poems, but it turned into a book. And then after I finished, I was like, I want to publish this. I want to share this with people. And I would have never reached that point if I didn't actually start writing. Because my mother told me that um, my grandmother was a writer as well and that's just something that's that's in us my mother has several published books as well and she said that my grandmother she didn't do it because of the well somebody might not read it whatever but every time she had an idea for a book and she didn't do it god showed her somebody else who did it and so like i said earlier it's going to get done so why not be you because if it's something that needs to be out there you can sit there and take your time and not do it. But if it needs to be out there, somebody else can do it. So why not be you? Yes. So I just, yeah. So it's, it's something about that writing. I encourage everybody to write. And I always tell people that we all have a book inside of us. And some people say it's just a story, not a book. But when I say we all have a book, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you publish and print and sell. It could be something that you make a couple of copies for your family and then you have something just to give them. It doesn't have to be something that you're trying to, you know, pitch to major publishing companies. But I think we all have a book, not just a story, but we all have a book inside of us, something to share. And so you never know. So just just start writing and get it out. I believe that. I believe you just never know you know, what is going to evolve from that. Like I said, it's your yes. You know, you start off with just writing and then it turns into, you know, like I said, a podcast or then it turns into, mm -hmm. you know, a journal and then it turns into a play and then it turns into, you know, a TV show. I mean, it it is evolved and it's so much more and you just never know. But it, that's the first step is just your yes, saying, yes, I want to go ahead and write. And you know, believe that you can do so many great things, you know, within your path that, you know, it's, you're just equipped with it. And this is all coming within. This is not anybody else's story. This is your story. And it's coming within. It's coming out. And by you moving forward and just taking it one step at a time, you're going to see just 
how great you are. The genius was within you. And I feel that God puts that genius within us already before we even know it, you know, and it's always going to be great for you to be able to witness that. So be saying, yes, I'm telling you, you're going to see something even more and more how great you are. And you're going to um, definitely be a trailblazer for your family and for yourself. That That is so true. That is so true, especially that trailblazer part. All it takes is somebody to see you because I think that there's somebody waiting and watching and they're afraid and they're admiring you from they may not let you know but they're admiring the things that you're doing and just seeing you do it will give them the like wow they did it I, I can do it too it'll give them that push and it'll, it'll help them bring out what's inside of them I think that we're supposed to be living inspirations to the people who are around us and we're supposed to make people better than the way, way we found them we can't do these things in our life alone. We, we need each other. And some people need a little more help than others. That's just, just how it is. You just, I feel like we don't do enough sometimes when it comes to people. And I understand you can't help everybody, but I think that we can recognize the people who could use our help and we could do a little more and show a little more compassion. Yeah, I really, you know, I resonate with that so much because it's so important for us all to really understand that, you know, our story, our journey, our journey, you know, the things that, you know, we've been through, somebody is impacted great by hearing how you triumph out of it and how you began to heal, how you began to soar, how you were put down and then you rose back up. We forget that our our testimonies is something that somebody else needs to do to move forward ahead within their walk. You know, you're going to encourage them to keep taking on another day, to move for another day and another day, and then wake up and say, you know what, I win today because I heard Lakeisha say something. And I win today because I heard Terrence say that I can do this. And I, you know, just your words, just your words of encouragement is really moving more than what you even thought it could do. And it really is just because you're being out there doing everything that's great for you and you're taking this one day at a time and you're not giving up and you're getting stronger and you're getting more courageous, you know? So it's so yeah. important for us all to continue to soar that way. That That is so true. That is so true. It's 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 a daily, daily thing. Yes. I mean, I do my best to encourage people every day. Um, you have to be intentional with it. Sometimes I found that even through pushing myself to encourage other people, I even find something in what I'm saying. I'm just like, oh, that, yeah. that probably was just for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that's happened so many times that it's like, as I'm talking, I'm like, man, that's, I, I need to apply that myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I resonate with that. I, you know, I hear they'll talk sometimes and I said, wow, that came out of my mouth. Oh, wow. I did do that. Okay. Wow. I got to write that down myself. And that's my words. Okay. And this is true. This is real. So <laughs> it's amazing how we, <laughs> we really just are, our experiences really just touches so many and it touches yourself too, because you realize you've been through all of that and you persevered and you won. So you continue on moving forward ahead. So I just really appreciate, you know, just being 
um, that person that I'm ready to, I'm literally on charge to tell other people that they can win and move forward. And this last season, this last uh, quarter, I want to say of this year, I'm so encouraged to be able to move forward. And I just can't wait to be able to show others that they can continue to move forward and their gifts and talents ahead. I know that is my mission. I know that's my, my charge and know that God gifted me to do that. So I'm so excited to do that. Giannis. It's really an amazing opportunity for us to excel in what God gifted us in. So I'm so happy about that. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm ready to to end this uh, last quarter with with a bang. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, before I let you get out of here, uh, what do you have coming up next? Um, how can the people get in contact with you? The name of your books, how they can purchase your books, any information you want to share. Absolutely. So you can actually purchase my books on my on my websites. Um, definitely on. Um, I have my websites on um, all social media platforms. I actually have my podcast, which is Confused the Focus Talks. Um, that's on um, YouTube, and also you can purchase my um, my manuscripts on my link trees. That's on. That's actually connected with this podcast as well too. And my books um, definitely um, are posted as well on my website, LakeishaMosley.com. So that's a great way we can connect with me and definitely can purchase some of those books. Move forward ahead in your path of moving forward ahead. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. Thank you. And I will definitely put the links in the show description. So anybody's listening can just click on it and find you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you coming on and um, sharing your story and, and what you're doing for veterans and what you're doing for, for everyone. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly an honor. Thank you. And um, yeah, to my listeners, uh, remember, keep pushing forward. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Terrence B. Elmore, and this is the place where poetry meets conversation. Hit that follow button and turn on your notifications so you won't miss an episode. Check out my blog, thebrownsugarcafe.blog. Also connect with me on Instagram at thebrownsugarcafe. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and as always, remember, keep pushing forward.